Hey everyone, intellectuals, welcome to the sixth episode of IP Talks. And on this episode, we are going to be discussing Inaira. With me here, I have Samad. Say hi, Samad. Hi, everyone. And I have Lauren Ray. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Enjoy. Welcome to IP Talks, a podcast for everyone, and most especially intellectual property enthusiasts, creatives, inventors, innovators, and business owners. We solely discuss intellectual property-related matters and how it affects you and I. IP Talks is presented to you by the Intellectual Property Law Society of Lagos State University and is hosted by me, Evan Brymore. So, welcome to the sixth episode, like I said earlier, and I'm going to be co-hosting this episode with Samad and Lanre. Um, they are going to have a brief introduction now. So, Samad, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Don't be modest, first of all. <laughs> well, basically, my, my name is Samad Lawal, uh, a 400-level student of the Faculty of Law, Currently, the head of litigation for Elias Chambers and uh, uh, currently the director of research two of IPLS IPL Society Lasso. Well, I don't want to say much because she told me she told me not to be modest, but then I believe it only suits me well to be modest. But uh, I'm a person that uh, has keen interest in intellectual property law, maritime law, and a host of other interesting areas of law, including fintech too. So. I'm just here to like give my take on Inaira, like you said, and hopefully we'll have a wonderful time. Yay! Thank you, Samuel. Now, <laughs> don't let me <laughs> let me give <laughs> a brief introduction before this person starts. This person is an acclaimed and renowned WIPO scholar. Preach, preach, preach. <laughs> a serial essayist. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know it. You know what? Let's just. See, Larry, I, I, I don't even need to tell you to be modest because there's no way you can state all your achievements without a little bit of modesty. It's just be like, ah, you're making mouth. Ah, Larry, yeah. no, no. Where? See, this guy here is the reason why our lecturer gave us a compulsory question in the exam. It was ah, It was too good. Like, the man was like, oh my God, this is such a lot of knowledge. <laughs> Since then, we call him a lottery. But then, but then I, I really feel that we should actually not let him say everything because if he see yeah, if, because this podcast will not contain <laughs> a brief of everything that this man is oh would actually God. feel like an essay on itself <laughs> understand <laughs> oh yeah larry introduce, <laughs> introduce yourself hi everyone once again um i am larry balugun um a 400 level law student of the prestigious faculty of law legal state university um i have keen interest in intellectual property um, I am interested in sports law, entertainment law, capital markets. Um, basically, I have um, a keen interest in um, um, corporate practice. Um, I am a member of the um, IPLS Society of the faculty. I am also the um, head of research one of um, Alternative Dispute Resolution Society, Lagos State University. Pew, pew. And, um, well, um, I'm just Larry, yes. The and, um, color. I don't know about that. <laughs> you know about it. <laughs> I don't know about it. Um, okay. Um, in 2020, 
I emerged <laughs> as the um, second runner up in the um, Wipo National SA competition. And then just recently, just recently, I emerged second runner up once again in um, an entertainment law SA competition organized by Foundation Chamber. Um, Obafemi Aulo University. Wow. That's I'm just being Larry, nothing more. Nothing more. No, so you don't have you don't have full sky shit. I've never even reached anywhere for the praise. I'm sure you know that okay, this episode is going to be handled by experts that know what they are going to come here to say. They'll be handpicked specifically by me because huh, these people, their achievements are just ah <laughs> Okay, let's just go straight to the episode because we've already wide for like how many minutes now? Okay, so on this episode, we are going to be discussing the Inaira matter. So, I don't know if anybody has a background knowledge concerning Inaira, but if you've not listened to our previous episode on trademarks, it would be advisable for you to go back and listen because most of the um, matters discussed here today is going to be strictly on trademark matters and trademark infringement. So, um, the Nigerian government wanted to have a digital currency, so it would take, um, I would like to put it, a priority in other African countries when it comes to digital currency. So the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, was supposed to be in Naira. It was taking initiative like the EUN and all other currencies like that. So the in Naira was supposed to launch on 1st of October, but it was met with some issues. <laughs> so a certain company known as Inaira Payment Solutions Limited came out and said that the CBN was infringing on their trademark, stating that they had already registered their trademark in 20, 2004, and it was registered in class 36 and class 42. So the Central Bank of Nigeria has no right to use their trademark on what their act has constituted a trademark infringement. So a cease and desist notification was sent to CBN concerning the name in Iran. Now, the matter has been brought before a court and um, concerning trademark infringement. Um, the argument of the defendants, uh, okay. Okay, the argument of the plaintiff was that it's constituted um, an infringement of their trademark, of course, and it is possible to cause, um, how will I put this now? Misconception. Yes, it's to deceive the general public, basically, and then it might ruin the goodwill of their own company. <laughs> that shade was so unnecessary. <laughs> so all we are going to be discussing here today is the, I don't know, the idea, the IP idea concerning the Inaira trademark, its infringement, and what it constitutes, basically, and what it means for the Central Bank of Nigeria and the implications it could have on the launch of the currency and generally the IP awareness in the country and how it relates to private individuals and governmental bodies. So I've prepared some set of questions for my very good scholars here. <laughs> First off, now that I've given a background on the Inaira discussion, Larry, what do you think about Inaira generally? Like, what's your take on it? Well, um, Inaira, I, I think that um, upon the, um, what would I call it, the, it's a good initiative on the part of the government. It's like um, it was um, um, brought up to replace 
the ban on um, cryptocurrencies since cryptocurrency um, cannot be regulated it's an um, it's something that cannot be regulated by the government so instead of that the government um, thought of another alternative which is the inera and um, the essence of the inera is to um, make cash available like to ease cash flow and distribution in the market via um, internet or any other digital platforms that's what i think okay um samad please share insights on it well basically i feel um inera is just um an initiative by the government you know to like assuage the public uh outrage on um, the ban of um, cryptocurrency you know like um, Larry said cryptocurrency as um, a digital um, currency some is, is like uh, a currency that is not uh, regulated so when it comes to uh, in era in era actually like um, it's just it's just another um, what's it called mode of currency you understand it's just same it's just same thing as Naira that we spend up and down, but the difference is that in Inera, you know, uh, instead of you using the physical mode of cash, you will transfer from what they've said, you transfer uh, money from your normal account, like your bank account, GTB account, you transfer it to your wallet account. So anything that you want to buy, you understand, whether it be clothes or anything, you just spend it from your wallet. And the beautiful thing about it right now is that there is no charges. When the money gets into you, know all those 50-50 naira, all those 20-20 naira that all these uh, silly, silly banks usually remove from your account. Like you just wake up one day, you see 75 naira debit, 50 naira debit, that won't work with wallets. So if you want to make huge transactions, you understand, you can just transfer uh, your money to that wallet, although there is a cap for those persons that do not have uh, bank accounts before and they just want to start with the e naira. But if you have, um, I think an account before and you now want to like um, start making transactions you just transfer from your account I think the limit for them is a little bit higher no not a little bit it's higher than those that don't have an account so I feel it is it is an interest it's an interesting measure you understand if they are going to keep up with it knowing the way Nigeria is you understand they, they might say there is no charges today and there will be charges tomorrow you understand and I seriously hope that you know this platform that it is like this as it is they should make sure that everything that they've said they actually implement it knowing nigeria saying it is one thing and doing it is another so that's just my introduction all right thank you very much you people are quite positive about this inner thing me i have some negative thoughts concerning it because is that direction now which naira are they digitalizing is it the naira that doesn't have any value against other global currencies i think they should focus on other things but that's not the bone of contention for this podcast <laughs> first off our central bank of nigerian government did not it's so obvious that they did not go through the trademark registration process because if they had they would have been they would have seen the trademark journal and the trademark list so they would know that okay in naira is already an existing trademark so now they've infringed on the trademark of Inera Payment Solutions. What is your take on this trademark infringement by the by a federal body generally, Samad? Well, I feel you know it just shows like uh, 
it shows a little bit of the nature of Nigerian uh, leaders. You understand? They feel that when they want to do something, you know, they don't need due process. You know, like the way you're doing everything, they feel that, ah, you okay, want to do something, want to do, probably want to implement something. You don't need to take due process, you just do it. Uh, if you want to make laws, you don't need to you just do one thing, one thing, or not follow the right process. It, it shows it in that way. Ordinarily, if a government, they feel that they are above everything. And even the government said they are subject to the law. Yes. Of course, we did rule of law, evidencing, you understand? So even if you guys were the one that implemented that law, you still have to follow it. You understand? If they had followed the process, like you said, they would have realized that in 2004, you understand? A, what's it called? A uh, trademark had been registered for that same era. A trademark had been registered for it. They would have found another name. You understand? Because you, you guys are the same persons that gave civilians this right to register their trademark. So why are you not depriving them of it? You understand? Why are you not following the process? You made this law, you are not following it. And if citizens, they start going against the law, you want to penalize them. And now you don't want to penalize yourself. Exactly. Do you get? Mm -hmm. So if they make laws, follow it. If you want other people to follow, the leader has to follow before the followers to follow. That's right, just right, the way. Right, That's right, just right, the way. You right. have to lead by example. example. <laughs> get. Thank you very much, Saba. Please. Um, Laurie. Does this trademark infringement reflect the state of intellectual property awareness in the country? Well, I, I think, yes, yes, I, I, I want to believe that it reflects the state of IP awareness in the country. And um, on that note, I, I think um, the government are wrong. I, I think the government are wrong on their part with respect to infringing on the, an already trademarked um, um, name or name exactly. So I, I think the fact that um, the company, the original company brought the matter to court clearly shows that um, uh, uh, um, such matters are not condoned by law and um, are not condoned by law and then it's it, 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 it's important that um, um, matters of this nature. This is not just the first of its kind. It's important that um, um, the government um, conduct due diligence with respect to any of their activities. And one other thing, it's it's it, um, the, the the relevance of the law cannot be um, um, underemphasized here. And then, um, with respect to IP matters, basically. Lawyers are essentially important because um, it's it, 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 it's so good on the part of the lawyers of the plaintiff to have realized on time that there is an infringement on the um, trademark of its client. And as such, a matter was brought to court which um, many IP enthusiasts, ordinary persons on the street, experts in IP, are also on this matter and are looking at or looking forward to the judgment of the court come um, October 11. Thank you. All right. Thank you very much, Larry. So, okay. Okay. Um. Basically, the question was that um. I think uh, how does it this reflect? It reflect on the state of this country. I would say it reflects like the exact way we think IP is in this country. Because if you look at it, you know, ordinarily in this country, we don't take IP serious. Yes. People just, you will be seeing infringements here and there. 
and obviously what's the perfect example that you can see of trademark of um, intellectual property infringement is when you see the lead body the federal body itself infringing it it speaks like it just speaks exactly it speaks volumes it just shows the state of recognition of intellectual property rights in this country it is close to zero you understand it is only the elites of the elites you know that take it seriously or the educated ones you understand i take it seriously if you go to the market now and the person that is selling fish and you tell the person about uh, intellectual property rights <laughs> we just be looking at you which which fish is that one you understand so a lot of people are not like educated about these things you understand so even if it's their right and you don't know it you understand it is information is actually the key thing if you don't know about your rights and even the body that is supposed to be enforcing and making sure that people are aware of their rights and you know bring it to court and solve it and you know get remedies they are even the ones infringing it. So, like Larry said, it speaks volumes. It, it reflects the state of IP rights in this country. People don't take it seriously. Additionally, um, additionally, I, I would commend the, um, what's it called, the um, effort of the lawyer of the plaintiff who has um, taken it upon himself yeah. to act on time by instituting or by advising um, his client to institute this matter before the court because um, IP infringement of any kind does not go beyond this. It's as simple as matters of, matters of this nature because this very matter exemplifies um, what's it called? One of the ways in which infringement can occur in any of the branches of IP. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very, very much, guys. So, having established that, it reflects very, very poorly on the IP awareness of the country. If you were in the shoes of the um, e-Naira payment solutions, what would be the major step you would take, Larry? Well, um, the major step, well, uh, we, we live in a country where there is law. And then the Constitution is the crown norm of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. It's, it's um, what's it called? It's the font ego of every other law. I think um, if I were to be in the position of the E-Nera Payment Solution um, Limited, I think that, um, of course, I would do what, is, what they have done by um, instituting a matter before the court so as to... Um, recognize and retain the existence of um, their rights in the name in era and then moving forward um, I feel that it's 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 so um, commendable on their part to have actually taken this course by instituting this matter before the court and one one thing again is that we are in a country where the law exists and then um, by virtue of section one which says that um, the constitution is supreme over every other laws, then even if the government, um, there's an infringement or there's a violation of con violation of right on the part of the government, then it's, it's only appropriate if it's only appropriate that um, citizens, bodies, corporate bodies, bring up this matter before the court to address such violations either on the part of the government or on the part of the airing party. Thank All you. Right. And Samad, do you have any additions to that? Well, um, I actually feel uh, I, I feel that um, what Larry has said is actually quite important. 
And uh, oh, do I have anything to add to it? I really don't think so. Okay. Let's just continue. All right. So the um, prayers of the Inaira Payment Solutions um, attorney was a restraining order. They want an, a restraining order to stop the CBN from using um, the name Inaira. Do you feel that order is sufficient, Samad? The restraining order. Yes. Well, I feel, um, I think in addition to the restraining order, they were actually like suing for damages or something. I did. It was just, that. it was just the restraining order. Yeah, so that was the only thing I saw. Wow, wow. That's... I think, I think the, the, I, the restraining order, I mean, um, some of, I'm sorry for cutting it. I think the restraining order was just to um, prevent the um, the launching of Inera. the Inera like on the first of um, on the first of October because the intention of the CBN was that the Inera platform would come into reality or will come into will come to fall on the first of October, which coincides That's with the um, independent the sixty first independence of Nigeria. Oh, um, I feel that's even true, self. Uh, I think I was off track there. Um, you can't actually bring uh, an action for damages against an offense that has not occurred yet. Oh, yes. You understand? It is just like a preemptive action. Yeah, yeah. You understand? You, you already know that you guys want to do this thing. You understand? So we are taking that action to prevent you guys from doing it. Mm -hmm. You understand? So I feel that um, restraining order is the best thing that they can do right now. Because unless they've committed a crime, mm -hmm. Or the offense as it is they can't actually like bring an action for damages or something because technically the most god in the federal government have not yet infringed upon that trademark but then i feel i think they released um a website is the website active now the inera yeah, website yes, it's where it is active yes. it is active so if the inera website is active i actually feel that they could have brought an additional action yes because they started, that, using, they started using it you understand? They've used it on a website. They've created it. And looking at that, that domain is supposed to be for in-era payment solutions. But then I, I don't know. Has it started operation? Because there's a, it's fine. Even if it's, even if, uh, what's it called? Um, a domain has been created for it. Mm -hmm. That's been launched. Um, has it really started action? No, when does started trademark operation? infringement start? The, the thing is, people have already started. People can access the site. Mm -hmm. Yes. You understand? So, once people can access the site, like she said, it will lead to like a deception, like a misconception that they will think oh, that this is, this is for in-era payment solutions. So, I believe the trademark infringement has started. Exactly. It has started already. And I feel that's no, like that probably an you. oversight on the part of the um, lawyer that brought it to court. Pro what did they were interested in that? Let's they just stop it. Yes, they should stop it. In they would have sued for damages too now. And, and another thing is that, like a lawyer once said on Twitter, it's in Sweden, Nigeria, federal government for damages. CBN. <laughs> CBN, build them. The thing is, we are, we are, we are almost living, let, let me quote it this way, we are living in a lawless country mm -hmm. that seems to be like a lawful country. You understand? So, in Nigeria, you think that <laughs> like um, I think so. This guy, um, liquidator or S M S or something. One lawyer in on Twitter. So he said that suing Nigeria for damages and they give award of probably like two billion or three billion is almost the same thing as they won't give you money. You are just on oh, paper. You, you understand? You you'll be able to get the judgment oh, wow. because even the government itself is in debt, and you want to collect two billion. You want to collect two billion. Yeah. Can I won't pay? Yeah, so so I feel. Shouldn't there be like orders by the court to make sure that that money is paid? 
all this same order of something. Do you know the thing? The thing is that the corruption in Nigeria it goes so deep. You understand? Those judges that are giving the orders, who appointed them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You understand? Is it not the same federal government? You understand? Yeah. So if they're like, <laughs> you can't give one nonsense or that. Funny <laughs> thing is, I'm so sorry, um, Lawa. I said Lawa. Larry. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so sorry. The thing is, I saw an article and I don't know how verific that we how much we can rely on their information. But they were like, the judge presiding over the matter had already given an opinion in favor of the country's interest. So they're supposed to sit on the matter okay. on the 11th of October, yeah? yeah. So he has already started giving opinions in like, okay, the era is for public interest, blah, 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 you know, all those things now. So it's already contradictory already because the, it already shows the pattern, the pattern you've already which, descended into the arena exactly now. it already shows the pattern in which the judgment is going to be given exactly because you're already saying that oh you should take compensation like that jerry do it in ah, favor stress of in the, the country well um i think the the judge justice whatever he, justice um, rather i think um, he's entitled to his opinion and um, um it's only amount to, to obita being an obita <laughs> and in addition I, I i i think that um even if um the the plaintiff seeks um a particular amount say 100 million as damages mm-hmm. well we should we, we, we should understand that um the court is not a father father christmas it cannot always grant you um your demands at most, you get half of what you demand from um, the, the court. court as damages. So you inflict your damages very well. So um, as much as they are trying to, I don't know if they have, they have, um, they have muted a particular amount um, with respect to damages. But then I, st- I, I just think that it's, it's, it's. They can. It's not possible for them to get what they are asking and um, the, the amount in damages that they want from um, the CBN. So they should not bother asking for damages? Well, it's only appropriate that they ask, but then it's, they should just have it at the back of at back of their mind that if, say, they ask, they are asking 100 million euro, of course, the courts cannot grant them 100 million. At, at, at best or at most, they will get half of it or 30 million or 40 million, which is, which is still... Um, okay, as far as I'm concerned. All right, so now that we have established that they could sue for damages, but the damages will not necessarily be awarded in full, I think now we should just discuss the Inara Payment Solutions Limited itself. Like Inara Payment Solution, are they even allowed to use the name Naira? Are they allowed to adopt it as a trademark? And does the act of the central bank, if they're not allowed to, then it will not bring into question that does the act of the central bank actually result into trademark infringement? So, as um, in our payment solution, as a company, are they allowed to use a national um, kind of instrument as their trademark name? Um, I would have to gather my thoughts here, but someone should go first. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel. Uh uh the naira stuff or well, according to you know when we're doing 
trademark. You know, there were some things that you can't actually like um, register yeah. as trademarks, um, deceitful works, governmental works like um, the emblem, the flag, and blah, blah, blah. But then I, I don't feel like um, Naira as a term, like it falls under it. I'm not sure whether it falls under it. And even if it did, you understand, these people that did this Naira stuff, they didn't do like uh, Naira company. Naira stuff. They did E Naira. There was something that distinguished it, you know, that made it distinctive. By the time they did this E Naira, that was in 2004. Yeah. I'm not even sure they started doing yeah, digital quarantine. You understand? By that time, so that particular E that they added to their Naira, I feel, I felt it makes it made their work like like their um, firm or their company distinctive. distinctive. You get. So I feel um, it shouldn't actually be like something that should be prevented from being copyrighted. You understand? It's just uh, sorry, I said copyrighted, trademarked. trademarked. You get. So I just feel that um, it is not. It is something that they can use. But then, because ordinarily, if I see Naira, I feel that you no, know, uh, they can't use it. This is government stuff. Mm-hmm. If I see anything like flag, um, Nigerian flag, you can't be attaching it to your stuff to get trademark or something. But then I feel that they used something that was not allowed in a way that is allowed if you look at um back if you go back to our trademark um, notes you understand we will see that um ordinarily descriptive works they are not allowed okay, yeah. but then if you make it distinctive yes they would be allowed you understand exactly so even some generic words too they don't allow it but then if if it is distinctive enough it will be a lot like the Coca-Cola example. Yeah. Understand? I know it was Cola, generic. Yeah. Cola plant and Coca something something. Mm-hmm. Understand? So I feel that is the way it works for this one. Since 2004, they made it like it was so distinctive that if you hear Inera at that time before the government announced, you know that it is Inera payment yes. solutions. Yeah. So obviously, you should not be able to use the word Naira. But then due to the fact that their own Inera was not the normal use of Naira, you understand? I felt that. Like, sorry, I feel that this is something that they can use, actually. But then that's just my own opinion. Let's hear from nice. Okay, um, Abdusama has said well, with respect to the question, and then um, uh, whatever I have to say now, it's only um, in addition to what he has said. So, um, the way I see it, I, I think that um, the in era used by um, the plaintiff not only um, is um, a trademark, it also doubles as their corporate name. Yes. So, essentially, um, Asamad has clearly given a breakdown of some some important terms in um, trademark. I think that, or I would also agree with him that um, um, although um, there are some, they are clearly, um, what's it called? some terms that cannot be used or that do not constitute uh, what's it called trademark some 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 some, some, some of them includes um uh, the national flag and government works um generic terms generic terms basically but then if creativity now comes in mm-hmm. by adding an element or oh, well, well if there's an element of creativity in the use of such um generic term then it should suffice as a trademark. Yeah. So then I I, I think um, ordinarily the use of Naira should um, not be trademarked 
but then it was used in such a way that um it was used in such a way that manner. it was used creatively yeah so um as such you should, you should it, it suffices to be a trademark Thank okay you. i feel like the fact that it was able to be registered in 2004 shows that it is actually tr- trademarkable yes. or it's endorses its trademark ability because it has to go through various stages they will have to present it to the registrar yeah. who will do it against the list yeah. check yeah. for them so Yes. So if they had gone through that stress to register the trademark, that means even the trademark body has said, okay, you you have to go ahead to use this. And it is without doubt now that since it is a trademark that is capable of being used, it can also be infringed upon. Now, I heard some very, very, I read rather some very, very interesting comments online. They were like, Inaira is different from Inaira Payment Solutions. So why should there be a trademark contest? Samad. Inera is different from Inera, Inera Payment, Payment Solutions. Solutions. <laughs> that's actually that's I feel that's actually a bad way to look at it from a trademark point. Because if you have let's say for example we have like iPhone iPhone is a trademark. Yeah. You understand, you know, it's like um, a brand, a name that is trademarked for uh Apple or so. So now let's just say now and I come and I start creating phones and I start saying something like my phone is iPhone mobile iPhone Pro Apex or Pro Max <laughs> due to the fact that oh it's not only iPhone that I use though I so exactly I added some things there you understand people will not be confused you get so what are, what are you telling me I created my company I created Samad Ebon Larry company you are not telling me that ah Okay, me, I want to create my own company. I will now use Samad Ebo. Finish. <laughs> you are not telling me that it will not infringe. Don't you think that when people see it, they will not be confused. It will create like an impression. Some persons they don't read the full the full inscription. All they need to do is that. Is it, okay, this is Apple iPhone. Even if it is Apple iPhone, Lexology, Britannica, or something, something, they won't read all those ones. What is it? Apple iPhone. Oh. Give me the 12 variant or something. They, all, that's what they need. Trademark is meant for creating. An impression against like in the mind of the person that wants to buy you know the customers the consumers you understand so when we have um something that will create a negative trademark or i uh, sorry a negative impression or something that will create a conflicting impression in the minds of the buyers that is what trademark has come to prevent you understand so when you have like um a symbol or a logo or a phrase that will contradict or create a false impression in the minds of the consumers about an existing trademark, it should not be allowed. Yes, thank you very much. Okay, now that we've established all these things, so, um, Larry, what if Inaira was not registered? Do you think the attorneys could have still sued Central Bank of Nigeria for infringement? Or any other, um, co- would they have any other course of action? Um, yes, yes. Um, there is um, well the fact that um, say it is not um, it is not um, registered. Well, the plaintiff can institute an action or bring a claim for passing off. However, um, passing off is far more difficult to prove. But then, if it is within the realm of uh, what's it called trademark, then it's easier to. Um, it is easier to um, address before the court. It's 
in the course of proving it, it's easier, and then um, there's there's this confidence within um, the what's it called the plaintiff or the person bringing the matter to court that okay, well, so far I have registered this name as a trademark, then well, the chances of uh, my winning this case in court is relatively high. But then with passing off, of course, passing off is another alternative to. Um, or another alternative for it, for the plaintiff, mm-hmm. particularly when the trademark is not registered. But then it is very difficult to prove, and then um, the chances of winning the case in court is, is slim. And additionally, um, for persons who um, have a business or services that they are rendering or sell goods, it's very important. It is of utmost, this very matter clearly is clearly um establishes establishes the fact that ip rights are important and um whoever is into any business it's important that that person registers his business because this exactly you do not know the future and then it it gives you this confidence that oh whenever there is an infringement on my on my um, trademark i can institute an action in court and my chances of winning this matter in court is high but then we trust if it's not registered you can only bring an action in passing off, and your chances of winning is quite low. Even getting the exactly, much needed damages. It's, it's, it's quite low. So it's moving forward. IP is in fact um, an important um, uh, um, aspect of um, human endeavor, yeah. basically, and it's it's it is important that we protect our IP assets, yeah. and by the, by by registering them by conducted due diligence by um, getting lawyers who are experts in these areas yeah. who would do the necessary who would um, uh, um, carry out the leg the necessary legal um, procedures steps towards the protection of your IP rights would give what's it called the client or the person who have such rights this confidence this freedom to do business without any fear and um, it is just the best one. It is the best thing that one can do when it comes to um, owning a writing IP. Thank you very much. All right. And in addition you. to that, actually, um, I feel that if you institute an action in passing off, the uh, remedies you get, it is not up to that of infringe, of trademark infringement. Mm-hmm. Yes. You understand? The remedies under passing off, they are limited. Well, under trademark infringement, the remedies that you get, like you have a whole list of remedies that you can actually get. But then passing off, it is this is limited to I think three or four remedies. The remedies are not that much. But then in trademark infringement, if you have a registered trademark, the list of remedies that you can get they are far better than that of passing off. All right, thank you very much. So, I think from what Larry and Samad have said, it is very, very important for you to register your trademark. Imagine what happened with Inara. Inara had registered Inara since 2004, 17 years ago. They had no vision that something like this would spring up in the future. You never know what the future holds. Yeah, 17 years later, the Central Bank of Nigeria. Okay, no central bank. Do you, do you understand how big that is? <laughs> a whole central bank is infringing on their trademark. So if you have a trademark, it's just proper for you to register it. So Larry and Sama, do you have any closing remarks for our audience? Uh, um, I feel uh, this in era uh, payment solutions and the central bank of Nigeria, it has like um, opened our eyes a bit to dangers mm-hmm. in living 
our intellectual property or our um, our logos or exactly unregistered it shows that anytime you want to open a business or probably a trade or something you should have the foresight to actually like register any symbol logo that you have that you know that it makes your work distinctive and different from that of other business you have to register it so that in addition to creating an impression in minds of consumers it will also prevent future infringement and you'll be able to get rights from court you understand whenever such infringement happens if you just leave it like that i do you are opening your reputation your company's goodwill yes to to being taken advantage of mm-hmm. by by we like all them trade fraud stars or entrepreneurial fraud stars <laughs> Let, let me just say something like that. You understand? People that have seen your goodwill. You understand? They've seen that, oh, uh, ShopFit. Ah, you guys have built a reputation. You understand? So, ah, let me to go and use ShopFit XX. So, when, when people see it, you understand? They'll be like, ah, it might be ShopFit. Let me start buying. So, yeah. ShopFit will not start losing customers, you know? Mm-hmm. And if um, Shop, ShopFit is not able to give us all these them, ah, them classic tees, who sell it to us? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> who sell it to us? Oh my God. So much. <laughs> all right, Larry. Well, um, what I see to it, well, first, I'm looking forward to the decision of the court come Monday, um, come Monday, October 11. And um, one other thing this matter has clearly shown to us is that um, it is um, important, very important that we we take our we take IP matters seriously, our IP rights seriously. And um, you cannot, we cannot do this without the presence or the role of lawyers the role the roles of lawyers are very important in this regard because they are the one who would um, carry out or conduct the necessary um, or take or uh, what's it called um, do the necessary things that needs to be done so as to protect one's ip rights so moving forward moving forward i think that as i have said earlier our ip rights are important yeah yeah our assets they are intangible and then um, we need to hold on to our high right thank you very much all right thank you so much larry and samad for coming on our yo, podcast yo, episode so i think i said i think samad larry and myself we are all part of the intellectual property law society you know you know you wipe us for ourselves. You guys should listen to this podcast twice. 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 To pay homage. To you wipe us for ourselves. You wipe us for ourselves. Pay homage. No, 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 even local. Though. Like, I'm global. Global. Wipe us. Wipe us. Man, man. Listening to this podcast in Geneva. In order to rub Understand. shoulders with a white post caller, at least come and attend our general meeting. Exactly. Yeah. Feel affiliated. Feel affiliated. Exactly. Farms in. Farms in. Don't worry, next week we'll have another special, special person or special people <laughs> coming. Yeah, we have a lot of special people in, in our society. society. Yeah, exactly. of them. Yes. Of them. That's just that's how we run things in our society. Yeah, we get the best of the best. <laughs> so you can catch up with us on IP last week on Twitter and IPLS Hassle on Instagram and Intellectual Property Law Society on um, LinkedIn. Till next week, guys. It is... Yo. Bye! <laughs>